Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or a psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly recommended. People's lives follow many different paths, with twists and turns and choices never planned nor expected. In life, temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness can lead a good person to a mistake that they just can't take back. When they are facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. In this podcast, you will hear stories of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. You yawning? Is you a sleepy puppy? Huh? He's my sleepy grandbaby. Mwah. Welcome to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. This is Rebecca. And I think you may have just heard my grand dog shaking in the background after I put him down. Yes, he lives with me, but not for much longer. My daughter is moving in with her boyfriend, and we're just holding on to him for the time being, just because during transition it's easier. And he's my little buddy. He's my little pal. He always sits in here with me when I'm recording. He goes, um, of course, on car rides and into most stores with me and you know, of course, then he's a little celebrity in there as he's on his blanket and he doesn't bark. He doesn't try and get out. He just sits there and watches people. And I am going to just be heartbroken when she finally takes him back full time. But we've been through this before. She's lived here off and on and he's four and a half years old. So he's used to being with Grams and then going and living with just his mom and then coming back to Grams. But hopefully for her, she won't need to come back, especially since we're going to be moving two hours away. So that won't be easy for her. So hope everybody's been doing well. And um, today we've got a new story. And I think I mentioned it on uh, the last episode that this one is called Taste of Poison. And it's actually a follow-up to a previous story. It was a story of a woman who was having an affair with a gentleman who um, she, I think she was kind of, I haven't really listened to it lately, but she was, she had, she was married and he was married and they began seeing each other and um, she was separating from her husband and this gentleman left his wife and then eventually moved across several states to be with her. But it didn't work out. And the, the guy, um, once they broke off, had contacted me, um, but I don't talk with him anymore. He um, had said that he was hoping that this would have been a success story. But as we've talked about on here before, it's not, it doesn't always work out because you've been seeing this person 
kind of on a down low situation. You've not lived with this person. You only see them at their best and at those times when the excitement is high, but you don't live with them the day-to-day thing. There's no household chores. There's no bills. It's all that stuff. It's meet up and you have fun and, and you've got that cortisol. You've got all that excitement going on. Cortisol, is that the right one? Um, but you've got all this love and excitement, but real life hasn't kicked in. Just like when you are married or you are with somebody for a long time, eventually that water level kind of sets itself and you have to make sure you work hard. That feeling and that love and that excitement goes away and it's important to continue dating your partner and spouse so things don't become so stagnant and you want it to work. Well, in this situation, unfortunately, it didn't. So we're going to be reading her story here in just a bit. I have a couple of, as some of the other podcasts would say, housekeeping or announcements or news or whatever. Okay. I have a request of you listeners. When I go on to my statistics, I can see that I have people listening from the U.S., I see them in Canada. I see them in Europe, both Western and Eastern Europe. I've seen them in Africa. I've seen them down in New Zealand and Australia, Mexico, South America, even in Asia. At one point I was on the South Korean charts. Oh, and the Malaysian charts. But I want to know where you guys are. And so I would love it if you can and you're willing to send me out something from your country. Uh, and it can be real simple. I'm looking at like pens or pencils because I'm curious and I would love to share it on the show that I received something from a person here or a person from this country and just write a little note. I won't announce names or anything like that, but I will thank you for what you send this way and you'll know who you are. Um, and what's really cool and I've always wanted to do some kind of art with it would be license plates if you have any old license plates laying around and you want to send one my way please do um, I have my P.O. box in at the end of the podcast episode but it is so you could send if you want and you have it to Rebecca Adams P.O. Box 821064, Vancouver, Washington 98682. And again, it'll repeat at the end, but I just think that would be neat because I want to see culturally where my listeners are. And uh, so that is my wish list. Okay. Now back to work stuff. Um, I mentioned, I think, on my last episode that I had joined this podcast or not podcast this Facebook group that's not exactly um, what I thought it was but I've stayed in it Um, because I found that no I wasn't going to be getting stories of female infidelity but it's a great group for let's ponder episodes so I posted about cuckold and I about cuckolding um, and wanting to get people's takes on it. 
And kaboom, these people talk about their fantasies um, and why they enjoy it. And cuckolding isn't always a positive thing. I mean, if you look historically, the women are putting down their partner that's watching, you know, they're emasculating them while they're having sex with somebody else. So that's some kind of a a fetish thingy-majiggy there. Um, But we'll talk more about it when that episode comes out. So if you've been there, um, if you're the woman who um, has made a cuckold from your spouse, I hope I'm saying that right, Um, or if you're a man who enjoys it, or maybe you were a man who did it and didn't like it, send me a message. Uh, Just email it over. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. Another one was, has anybody had or decided that they wanted to try bringing an extra partner into the bedroom and it backfired? Meaning, yeah, we thought it'd be great. He wanted it. She wanted it. But all of a sudden he or she started cheating big time or continued with this person behind my back and it wasn't the way it was supposed to be so kind of and I referred to it on that post as being Pandora's box if that you know that it just opened up a world where this woman or man discovered whoa wait a minute I kind of like this or that or whatever so if you have any thoughts or experiences with that I'd love to know And then one that I've been asking for, and I have received a little bit, or I have messages that people say, oh, I'm gonna send it to you, and they haven't. And it's something I'm really interested in is stalking. Have you stalked somebody? Did you have a crush on somebody and they weren't interested, but maybe you went in and changed your name and started flirting with them under a different name online? Or maybe, that person did that to you. Um, I want to hear about it because it's good education for other people to be aware of situations that happen. Um, there's some experiences in my past about that. I wasn't really a stalking thing. It was back in my heyday of affair type shit. And I started talking with this guy and he wouldn't leave me alone after that and he started threatening me and he you know he's gonna tell my husband well he didn't know anything I was very careful about who I was and where I was at but he just kept on and on and on and I finally had to threaten him with the police at that point and say you know what you either get the hell away and again I never met him in person it was all online but when you're being um, deceptive to your spouse everything that could potentially go wrong becomes heightened in your senses so much you know right now I get men that are messaging me from these groups or whatever and they're kind of trying to push 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 and I'm like you know what get lost I'm not worried about it because I know I'm not doing anything wrong but when you're doing something wrong it just puts more at risk and your mind doesn't want to process it very clearly and and Um, you just don't, you panic, I guess. I don't know. But, um, so anyways, enough of that. I, uh, want to know any stalking stories or if maybe your friend had it happen and they're okay. Just, just shoot them way away. Everything, you know, is always anonymous. On Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, 
I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I give them a safe space to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. I also feel it is just as important to understand what the betrayed husband or partner faced when they uncovered the truth. The affirmations he was giving her swept her away. He was young, good-looking, and interested in her. She took the bait. He would come over first for the coffee, then a beer for him and wine for her, until he felt so comfortable that he went in for a kiss. They slept together the first time that day. The rest of the story here was confessed over many days and hours of interrogation. She swore to herself that this was a one-time thing and she would take it to her grave. I probably could have lived with a one-time mistake, but that's not what happened. He started coming around every day and every day they would have unprotected sex in our bed. He had her doing anal sex, which we never did as she didn't like it. He made good on his boast that he could get the housewives to do anything he wanted and that they had more anal sex in a few weeks than we had in 25 years of our marriage. To hear bonus stories of the men's discovery of female infidelity in their relationship and have early access to regular episodes ad-free, subscribe to my Patreon by visiting my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Subscription pledges start as low as $3 a month. So now that we got that all out of the way, let's get started with the story, Taste of Poison. I shared my story a couple years back on my affair, so this is the follow-up. We will just call him Poison. Poison and I had gone behind our partner's back as we were having an ongoing affair for quite some time. We would meet in different states so that way we could go out in public as a couple and not have to watch over our shoulders or always on the lookout to make sure we didn't run into anyone. When we got caught, we didn't end our affair. We ended our marriages. I was so relieved that this was finally out and we were going to be able to start our lives together. We did live in different states, but we didn't let that stop us. He moved out and got his own apartment and my husband and I were already separated. I would fly to his state and there was one time he flew to mine. I was loving where this relationship was going, and he decided he was just going to pack everything and move to where I was. Keep in mind, we had known each other for 10 plus years and we were dating for three. I traveled to him and helped him pack all his belongings and we drove back. When we made it back to my house, I thought this was going to be a start to a new happy life. I had already been through an abusive relationship not my current marriage, but one prior. My second marriage that I'm currently in is the one that I pretty much was running from. My husband had cheated, so I did too and told him about it. Little did I know what was soon going to happen. Poison fed me all sorts of bullshit and would act like such when we talked and even when I was around him. When he moved in, all that changed. 
I would get up at the butt crack of dawn and make him breakfast so he would eat before he went to work, as well as make him lunch for later that day. He did a complete 180 on me, and his true colors came out. He was so lazy and didn't want to work. He pretty much wanted to lay on his ass and do nothing. He was living in my house for a little over two months and never paid a bill. I paid for everything with the help of my husband and my mom, and that wasn't settling well with me. He was paying off his debt and not paying for anything here, not even food. He got so upset down to the point of crying when I asked him to do the dishes. Like seriously, I asked you to do the dishes and you were acting like a little brat throwing a fit. I was not going to raise a man-child. The sex was good, but when we got together, he would only do oral on me. I began to question this because he didn't have that issue before moving in together. Come to find out that he had erectile dysfunction and never thought of bringing that up. He was buying the blue pill, Viagra, when he knew I was going down to see him or when he would come up here to see me. I questioned him about it, and he would blame his medication. But the medication he was on was not new. He'd been on it for years. I continued moving forward with this relationship because sex wasn't the only thing that mattered in the relationship. I started finding out more and more things that I didn't like. One example is the way he talked about his ex-wife the mother to his kids, and how he would talk to her calling names and screaming, and then would start crying because I wouldn't go along with his tantrum. I sat and talked to him about it and told him how it was making me feel like, and there he would go about the crying poor me bullshit. It just became way too much. He had completely changed his persona and what he played himself to be. When I needed help doing something around the house that would require two people, I would have to go ask a neighbor for help because he wouldn't or said he couldn't do it. I have OCD and that was another thing he played himself to be very clean and that I wouldn't have to worry about having to clean up after him. Wrong, he was nastier than my youngest child. He would get home from work and dinner, would be ready, and he would sit neat, and he would go and take a shower, leaving all his dirty shit scattered all over the place. He wouldn't brush his teeth for days, and when he would go and pee, he would sit, and not even sitting could keep his piss off the floor. I had enough with him because, like I said, he was totally not the person that I'd been dating. I looked away at some of the things he did, like not telling me he had erectile dysfunction. And he knew I had a very high sex drive. But I wouldn't have looked at him any different if he were to have told me this ahead of time. I would have worked on that with him. But all the other stuff were things that a grown man was supposed to know. He figured out that I wasn't going to deal with his shit. And he went to work and came to find out that he had gotten fired that day because he wasn't doing things he was needing to do for his job. I confronted him with all the things that I wasn't liking and that he initially portrayed to be. I guess it was way too much for him, so much that he called his ex-wife for money and got a small U-Haul, packed his shit in it, and left. 
He drove back and would call me cursing me out and calling me all sorts of names and was bad because I didn't beg him to stay. And there it is. It's funny. I'm going to segue here real quick. My story today was kind of short. And the story for Patreon that goes out as well was short. And both of them weren't real name. Um, It's not like a Joe or a Mary or something. The one for Patreon was called Lifeless, and this one is Taste of Poison. So it's coincidental that it just happened to work out, and I'm realizing that. So yes, some stories are going to be shorter. Some of them are going to be longer. And in this case, this week's are shorter. But um, going back to the story, you know, when both of these people had submitted their stories from the beginning, um, she did, and he did, and his was on Patreon. And they were so happy. They would get on um, group chats with me and tell me what was going on when they were moving, when he was moving his stuff. They they just kind of kept me up to date. And it really sounded like things were going to be a successful story. Um, but, you know, they're a good example of the grass is not always greener. You know, I think, like I mentioned before, affairs um, versus straight dating, you know, with straightforward dating where you're not having to be sneaking around and lying and doing all that. They're totally different because people, um, they're in different states of where they need to be. They're not able to be themselves with you completely because they do that at home with their spouse and their children and their lives. So... Um, situations like this, then the real truth comes out about people. And it's just sad that it didn't work because I always want people to be happy. Um, And they just didn't see the red flags, I guess, on each other. And that's not saying that that doesn't happen with people who get married or they're dating. You know, I mean, I'll be honest with you with the Marine. He, you know, he and I've had to go through a lot you know, I've been pretty transparent about where I was um, emotionally myself because of what had happened with my husband passing away. And I like things kind of OCD attitude in a way, uh, but I like things tidy and neat. And, you know, they say all these things. And then when the time comes, it's like, wait a minute, you said that this was how we were going to do things, or this is what you wanted to do. And why aren't we doing that? And so, you know, you do see somebody's true colors once you start living with a person. Um, And that's a hurdle, you know, and I think back to, um, depending on your, your religion, um, or way back in the day where you did not live together until you were married and think, oh, my gosh, some of these people that, you know, everything is hunky-dory, and then they get in and they find out that their partner is um, physically or emotionally abusive, and it's harder to get out of. So, but bottom line here, it's just, it was just a good example of my phrase, which I hate to give my uh, ex-husband credit for, but it's the one where you can't build a foundation out of ashes, you know. It just doesn't always work, because there's been there's just not a lot that you can see the truth with. So, but anyways, I want to thank Taste of Poison, Taste of and Poison, the situation. And I messaged her to let her know that this would be streaming. Um, and we aren't using any names or anything, just Taste of Poison. Um, 
that it would be streaming soon and and that I really appreciated her saying this um, as to what had happened because this is a first. This was the first situation where I'd had two stories from the same um, affair and then how it didn't work out and somebody followed up on that. So I appreciate that. I think it's very, very, very neat. So, all right, next week on Ponder, we are going to discuss hygiene issues. Um, I talked a little bit about it on the last Ponder um, when I was singing downtown, la, 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 about you know, hey, you're seeing somebody and then you realize maybe you're going to go down or just have sex or something and you noticed they're not very good in the hygiene department of down there. And so you're, what do you do, right? And so I wanted to get some stories, uh, little short stories to uh, share. So if you still... Um, have been wanting to send that in. There's still time if you can get it to me. Like you're hearing this episode here on what June 26th, if you can, or June 24th, if you're on uh, Patreon, shoot it to me right away. That would be great. Um, I am taking the weekend of July 4th off, so we won't have any podcasts that week. Um, so let's see here. Um, as I'm looking at my notes here, actually, because we will be closed on the 4th or we are going to be closed, what am I, a store? Um, there will not be a Ponder episode next. It'll actually be another story. Um, and it'll be about Renee. Um, and let's see here. And then, and that'll be on July 10th. And then on July 17th is when we'll do the the hygiene one. So you still have a couple of weeks. So if you have something you want to share, I've received some great information and some funny stories. I think they're funny. They're gross, but funny. Uh, please send them my way, Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. There, you will find story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon, and an opportunity to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story, share feedback about the show, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com or mail to Rebecca Adams, P.O. Box 821064, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Each story is taken into careful consideration, read without judgment, and always anonymous. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is written, produced, and edited by me, Rebecca Adams. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye. Goodbye.